0: So, what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is the David Spizak Show. Welcome to the David Spizak Show. I'm coming to you live from the NADA Exhibit Board in Dallas, and I'm dealing with some hecklers right now. So bear with me from up. Anyways, I'm sitting here with the one and only Uh, Brian Kramer and Brian, I am so thrilled to speak with you because, you know, you made a big transition from being an absolutely spectacular operator who was one of the leading thought leaders. You were always on the leading edge of being wanting to move your dealership forward, specifically focused on the client experience. And and you were also very focused on used cars. And now you're executive VP of cars.com. And by the way, I've got two Brian I've got This guy got this guy leading on me over here. I got off off in the front and fake Brian in the back. But you're now the EVP of cars.com and, and GM of AccuTrain. So first and foremost, congratulations on that position. I would love to talk to you if we can really focus on some of the learnings that you've had from the time that you were a dealer. You're really inside your four walls. Your view of the world was based on those four walls that you live. Now you've gotten outside, basically gone from ground level to being a satellite looking down at Earth. What have you learned in that
1: process? And thanks for being. Here. Thank you. I've learned a lot about what I what I didn't know, and I've been able to go around and see these you know amazing dealers. And I, I would also say probably the biggest learning that I had is <clears throat> all the all the issues that happened with tech stack integration and why everything took so long. That I was always frustrated with. Why can't this go more quickly? Why can't this go faster? So when you peel back the layers and you see how the architecture is built, then it's one thing to build it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it's one thing to build it, you know, on sand, but it's another thing to build it with footers and a, then a, you know, steel frame instead of just wood and something that's going to last for a long time. That's not going to break on black Friday at two o'clock when, you know, you hit peak AWS server speeds and all the, I guess all the reasons why I just said, you know, why does it take three months to do this? Or why does it take six months? And I used to just ask that question. You know, there's, there's you know, 86,400 seconds in a day. Why are we just making the most of them? Yeah. And it has to be a lot more strategic, a lot more planned out. And in order for it to stick, it takes a little bit more time. So, Brian, I want to I yeah.
0: just give some people some context. You started, was it back around March? In May. May. Okay. So you started in May. And so it's now, been. this is your eighth March. Uh, in these last eight months, roughly how many business, how many dealers have you visited, or how what percentage of your time have you spent on the road visiting dealerships? Probably thirty or forty percent. So, okay, so roughly thirty to forty percent of your time is out in the field, real world, ground level with dealerships. So t- let's transition to that. What have you learned with as you go into stores because we hear all the time out here about, What's happening in any given week with the used car market with relative to index, sell-through rates at the auctions, you know demand and all those things? What are you actually seeing in the dealerships in terms of their real
1: challenges, their real concerns, and what's working? okay, that's a good question. So I know well, as I'm going out and visiting these dealers, I was just visiting some here in Dallas, and they, they they're really good operators, and the ones that are you know, at that point, yeah, are all dealing with serious aging issues. You know, the average age of a vehicle, and as I'm bringing it up, I'm like, well, you know, the average age of a used car right now, as of this morning, is 54.2 days in inventory. You know, in most dealerships, how long do they keep cars? How long do
0: they say that you could keep a car before you should be turning that car setting it out for wholesale? What do you hear from the average dealer? They may know? 34 days. Okay. Yeah, you know my answer. So 60 days. If you're in a 20 group or anything else, 60 days, what my data showed was by the 34th day, you were highly likely to experience a wholesale loss. By 45 days, the amount of that wholesale loss goes up dramatically. And yet, right now, what percentage of
1: cars are 54 days? Or is that the ULX? So here's here's some interesting math. And that actually, to answer the previous question, one of the very interesting things going from the dealership, you know, the retail side to, to this side is the massive amount of data that cars.com has. There's so much. I mean, you have to sip through. You can get lost in it and never come out. So, and what
0: have, have you calculated? Uh, if those went to market right now, what would be the collective wholesale loss? So, we're, we're seeing an excess
1: of $3,000 on average. For a car. For a car. So, collectively in the industry, we're sitting on how much water? So, you got... Have- Two point three, 2.3 million used cars, 22%. So what's that? That's 4 million, I'm sorry, 400,000 times 300, 1.2 billion, 1.2 billion dollars in water. That's, that's unrealized.
0: And you know, it's kind of like, if any of you bought a stock for X amount of dollars and then the thing tanks or crypto, right? Take what? Crypto's bad. Not all of them. So, but when you, you know, you pay a hundred bucks for a stock, it goes down to 20 bucks. I don't like, say, I don't know, Bidney Carvada, right? That's a good one to pick. Just picking one out of the sky and it goes down. Until you sell that stock, you haven't realized the material loss. So, one of the challenges of the market is we have a ton of used cars that were underwater, but until they show up at an auction,
1: it's unrealized. Bust, don't see it. You can't feel it. Was that true? 100%. And 46, we almost have. Is over 45 days old. So you made the move to go to
0: cars.com, but really specific to go to Accutrade. What fascinated you about Accutrade? Because, you know, I had the opportunity to get a peek. I appreciate you showing me. And I've got dealer clients of mine that use and rely on Accutrade. And it really is a transformative product. What fascinated you by that? And what have you learned about Accutrade and how it could help dealers? It couldn't be a better time. Like you, like right now with what's happening in the used car market, it seems like if you're looking around for answers, you look around, and you go, oh, thank God there's trade right? It's like an oasis. So what have you learned? What, what brought you to that? And what have you learned about it in terms
1: of how it can help dealers? So there's a few, there's a few things. What I learned when I was in retail, we appraised about 50,000 cars and we never, you know, from 2019 on, we never bought a car at the auction. We were completely self-sufficient. We sourced our own vehicles, service drive acquisition. You know all of those things, but the what I'm seeing now on a macro level as I go to dealerships is there's a lot of groups that are piloting AccuTrade with like one or two stores, and you'll see the profit on those particular stores, the ones we have DMS access to, are significantly higher. I mean like thousand, two thousand, they'll they still have some aging, but it's more like ten percent after forty five days versus the aging on the on the other vehicles. And so then we look at the trends. We look at the inventory mix on the dealers that are acquiring vehicles with trade the dealers that aren't, and many times in the same group. So you'll see like almost there's two buckets of inventory. The the inventory that's over 30 days has an average mileage of like 78,000, and the vehicles that are 30 days and below have an average mileage of 28,000. The average cost to sale on the zero to 30 is much less, and I don't think that everybody realizes as that bleeds through why those cars are aging. The higher mileage, bad car facts. We we put real numbers on those because we're putting we're writing a check for it. So whatever that number is, that's why the dealers don't have aging because we're looking out fourteen days ahead. We're looking at no sale percentage, and you know the last was it two weeks ago was fifty one percent. But I talked to a dealer two days ago that ran you know ran ten cars the auction. It was a seventy eight percent no sale rate. So you're bringing them all back. You're paying the fees. You're paying the transport. It's crazy. So what's that vehicle really worth? And when when is it going to be realized? At some point, it has to because the payments and interest rates and the clients are eventually going to going to want to do that. But that the difference is, is that we put valuations based on not many people are turning cars. If the average age is fifty four days. People aren't turning cars in fourteen days or thirty days. The way they're appraising them, and maybe they could take them to the auction right now. But auction guides sometimes there's a ten, twelve thousand dollar experience from what the past is. Sometimes
0: there's a lag on those actual values. So, you know, I'm a big believer in the law of indirect effort. If anybody ever read the old book by Zig Ziglar, uh, see you at the top. The very first page, it says you can get everything you want in life if you help enough other people to get what they want. So you oftentimes get more through indirect means than through direct means. The reason I bring that up, there's some very obvious reasons, it seems to me, why somebody would want to have AccuTrade in terms of having that data intelligence. But then there's some things that I think are indirect that are equally powerful. Number one, you know, a lot of dealerships on a weekend, especially, the salespeople can wait 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes to get an appraisal because there's six write-ups at the desk. There's one person, two people doing the appraisals and you got to wait. So, or it's an internet lead. Yes, or it's and an internet Take back. big volume. You need to get back to somebody quickly. One of the things I was just really blown away with is how long and and Alex talking to Alex better CEO of Cars.com yesterday morning, but telling me that you could do an
1: appraisal in basically four minutes or less. Is that true? We appraised two uh, cars with Uber drivers yesterday or the day before uh, well, then they were two minutes apiece. actually just posted one on Instagram. On Instagram stories, two minutes. two minutes. So I want you to think about that. You know, if you've got a store and you're busy on the weekend and you
0: got eight write-ups, ten write-ups, the all of a sudden you got a pit route. It. But it's not just the amount of knowledge, Davy, but it's the accuracy. You're going from operating from somebody's gut to be 100% data-driven, right? Because the majority of the issues with that water, that 1.2 billion, is because, frankly, they took in the wrong car or they took in the right car at the wrong price. Is that fair?
1: Yes, and and our tool, Tray can determine what's the market day supply, but also what's the average days on market. So it can almost, with predictive analytics, predict what the next bucket four car is on day one or bucket six or seven, whatever they do now, with, with the amount of aging that there is. And the other thing that I think is incredibly powerful is, you know, word are a year right
0: now with what's going on with used cars, with the uncertainty, with the recession, with the interest rates. Yeah. You know, there's, by the way, there's articles, journalists, you got to love our friendly journalists. I just saw an article, you know, how journalists love car dealers, you know, that the, this particular journalist was three days ago was saying, hey, if you're in the market for a car, wait till the fall. And then your end, yeah, that that guy is gonna be as popular as Salman Rushdie with dealers. (laughs) so what? It's a it's that's a good reference. I got off off his kitty. I need a producer. Anyways, I got so the thing is, you know, there's something incremental improvements are not gonna get the job done this year. If you have an incremental improvement in your used car operation or your dealership by five or eight or ten percent. You're gonna lose because the headwinds that we're facing are going to have a greater impact than that. The reason I bring this up is another thing that I thought was very interesting about Accutrave is it allows me to be able to realize exponential improvement. What do I mean by that? Well, what happens if you get better at converting used car sales? You're gonna you're gonna make more gross. What happens if you get better at converting, but also you do a better job of putting the right number? You're gonna make even more gross. What if you do that and also reduce your losses on the other side
1: and massively reduce the likelihood that you're gonna have a wholesale loss? Now you've got exponential growth. And an exponential is also if you can enable your wholesale staff because of the simplicity of it, to do the first 80, 90 percent of the appraisal. So the use car manager is just inspecting instead of doing and out there running like you know, out in the heat or the cold or whatever it is, which causes less accuracy because they're all stacked up. They're not scanning every they're not You know, measuring with a, with a tread depth gauge every single tire. When you enable and empower the whole sales staff to do that, you get exponential appraisals and you go, and we see three to 400% increases in the volume of the appraisals as a result of that. You're speaking my, you're speaking my language. There's not,
0: there's not one top performing company on this planet in the year 2023 that is not data centric and data driven. True. Very true. There's not one sports team. I don't care if you love the Chelsea, Man United, the 49ers, the Eagles. By the way, any football fans? I'm just curious. Who's going to win the Niner-Eagle game? What is it? You're damn right. <laughs> damn right. Thank you. I love the fact that we always get in highly intelligent audiences. Uh, thank you. I, I like these people. Beat- off, off. Don't be nice to these people. Uh, all right. So, Brian, they're at the tip of the spear on AccuTrade. I <laughs> Hey the what do you see going forward based on what you've learned, both by being hand dealerships and from an eye-level view. If you're a dealer, if you're talking to a dealer right now, what are you telling me that I need to be doing other than getting accutrated? What do I need to do in 2023 in order to optimize my
1: outcome? Well, I would say that obviously simplifying everything, empowering people to do more, I would focus on a couple of things. I would focus on look the book by source. So what's your showroom look the book? What's your unseen unseen, look the book what's your service drive appraising look the book they, they need to be focused on all of that who's your audience that you're going after how do you integrate that what how are you collecting that data how are you retargeting it and how are you powering a buy center because if you take a look at the last two to three years the SAR although the retail SAR has been somewhat stable but now what's happening is they're flooding the market with all these rental cars so as the rental cars come in, you got two different buckets of inventory. You got retail inventory, and then you have these other rental cars. and And, you don't, and how does a dealer know what those cars are, right? You don't know that's coming down the pipe on 2019, 60, 70000 mile Infiniti QX sixties and QX eighties that just got released into the into the you know the the system last week. If you don't know what those are, then you're going to get held hostage because the twenty thousand mile vehicles are significantly more than the sixty six thousand miles. But we've got traders floor like a like a the wall street stock you know in not just one auction, all kinds of auctions because obviously there's i don't even know how many different auction companies there are but if you're not tracking every single one of those what's the average you know um
0: and i love that and i'm going to dovetail on that because you know everybody's heard the expression truth and advertising right truth and advertising but i think there's also technology of or credibility technology and I bring that up because one of the things that I think is is really important, uh, it really is, was, was a big deal to me, was where AccuTrade came from. The credibility of this product, because the gentleman who created that product actually created it for himself, because he just happened to be the biggest, highest
1: boy of a wholesaler on planet Earth. And after he sold... Yeah, Bob Holland says after he sold Kelly Blue Book, he needed a console so he could have an unfair competitive advantage. His own business. Are they dealer friendly? No. They
0: sometimes vilify the dealer.
1: Uh, do they do the
0: right thing on behalf of the dealer? No. They, they actually will hijack my, my, my leads. You are. Wait. We always send our leads. You're buying 10 to one dealer. Uh, is driving the leads and the business back to my website, all, only selling the lead to me. But it's not just that. It's more than that. Because they're also wrapping that around with a dealer inspire, right? With dealer radar, a fuel, a credit IQ, and now an active Yes, yeah. We it's a legitimate platform and a legitimate viable business partner from the dealer.
1: So we get twenty-seven million unique visitors a month. We power that. Obviously they can praise their trade. That's gonna give you a more qualified lead. We've also got a buy center, a virtual buy center and a box product that we're that we're previewing over at the cars booth just for just for pure acquisition. Yeah, we can vet. Vet those leads with Credit IQ, DTI, PTI, LTV, the whole way through, and obviously the car's audience powers them all the way through the platform. Off, off! Did you hear that shameless plug? Shameless, but at
0: least he didn't mention the boot number. What was the boot number? Five oh eight, five oh nine. Don't say the boot number again. <laughs> five oh eight, five. I never will. Wait, five oh eight, and by the way, we're going off the rails. So, Brian, as we as we run <laughs> As we wrap up, and um, before Thoth comes up and literally hooks you up the stage, as we wrap up, you know, hey, you know, your, your social media followers are going to skyrocket after this. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, you don't behave. I'm going to give your home address. <laughs> so everybody simmered out. So as we wrap up, any last words or final thoughts in terms of the learnings since you've been with Accutrade? Or is there one or two things, other things that dealers can and should be doing, must be doing in order to be able to put themselves in a position to win big? I believe, you know, not surprisingly, I don't have to be an Nostradamus to assert this, but we're going to sell more used cars than we did a year ago. I agree. But the margins are going to be lower. So really, I believe we're going from a, a very low volume, insanely high margin landscape to a higher, I didn't say a, high, a higher volume, lower margin, but I believe there's going to be a big bandwidth the DVR from dealer to dealer based on the quality of, quality of sourcing. Yeah. yeah, and the sourcing. So what can I do in this
1: current environment to ensure I absolutely knocked it out of the park? So I would say it's like this. Remember when we had to work leases longhand? And we could, and we didn't have lease link or M-Pencil or Prof, you know, whatever, all markets have, yeah. lease profit. And everything was a mystical sorcery back then. And then all of a sudden that demystified everything. That's what AccuTrade is doing with appraisals. It's taking something that was very complicated and boiling it down and distilling it into something extremely simple. And in the name of the game is going to be a quit worrying about look to book. You look at it by lead source or whatever your acquisition sources, but to start. Start looking at how do you double, triple, quadruple the volume of your appraises? I would say that's the most important thing is, is instead of going worrying about direct to consumer, we should be worrying about buying from the consumers and acquiring their inventory. And that's instead of worrying about, you know, DTC, that should be the primary focus. That's just noise. We need to. We need to acquire cars, and spending time at the auction lanes is not an efficient way to spend your time.
0: Hey, if you could do one thing this year as a dealer, completely eliminate it all. I don't want to give murder have years. Anybody from here? Eliminate auction from it. Eliminate your reliance on auctions.
1: True? Yeah. Very true. Okay, your turn will go up. Your gross will go up. Your loss can go down. That's just the truth. before you buy a vehicle at the auction, make sure you take a look at average days on market, market day supply, because... That's what we also see is everybody's acquiring these cars and they would have already known there was an accident. It's like an accident avoidance detection system. You know you're about to hit the accident. Why are you still driving? Yeah, I'm with you. We had a guy on, I don't know if you saw him, Andy Elliott, yesterday. Him
0: and his team were just like, wow, off the charts. Wow. But he said something that's true. He said if somebody came up to you and just, have you ever seen those videos, guys in those slap pipes? Have you ever seen those? Yes. Like Kevin Hart and The Rock? Wow. Well, Stephanie came up and just slapped it. You are not expecting it. Would you let it happen the second time? No, no, no. So I think that's what I think about is that you don't let your used cars slap you in the face and then let it happen over and over and over again. Brian, I can't thank you for coming by, for taking the time to sit down with me and for sharing your expertise and your views on, you know, on uh, used cars, all things used cars and uh, and what you've learned from a dealer's perspective and also from the perspective since you've been, since you joined ActiveTradingCars.com. So thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. a blast. Have a great show. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens.